At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. We're going to minister on healing again tonight. But before I do, I just want to just give you a reminder from of something that came from each speaker in Word First Conference. <clears throat> Brandon talked about this is the, mo- the most blessed time to receive from God. Healing, prosperity, whatever you need. It's the most blessed time. Eric, on Saturday night, talked his story about the GPS rerouting you. And what I got from that is in regards to something that I shared about God's doing a new thing out of Isaiah 43, that He's doing a new thing. And He's leading us, He's rerouting us in some areas of life that God wants you to, He he wants you to see it, but above everything, He wants you to be able to hear that voice that's rerouting you or establishing you in different ways. It's not that He's necessarily changing the direction you're going, but how you get there. And uh, I just feel like what Eric shared about that was really amazing. It was actually supernatural Um, and went so much with what we're talking about, what uh, we'd been talking about leading up to Word First Conference and what I shared on the commanded blessing. Um, and And I feel like as I defined that word command, um, I defined it as to charge, to set in place, and to enforce. And I made the comment that in the kingdom of God, God has established everything and we're the enforcers. We're here to enforce His truths in the earth. That's what we're here to do. And we're here to command the blessing on everything in our lives. Everything in our lives. And, and any and everybody that God commands you to declare that and command it in other people's lives. Amen? Um, it's vital that we understand that and, and, and see what that looks like so that we believe in it. And then I really liked what Roxanne talked about concerning the rest of God. Um, and that the rest of God is something that you and I have to enter into every day. And that we have to enter into with every thought. Instead of a thought coming to try to stir you up, that you rest in God in that thought and and allow Him to show you how to deal with the thought. And when I mean show you, He'll reveal to you what His Word says, and then you have that anointing and the authority to command the Word of God to be a certain way in that moment. And God wants us to really embrace that truth about entering the rest in this year, in in 2023. About entering that rest every day and with every thought. Because Jesus came, Scripture says that He came to give us rest in our soul. Amen? And so, God wants us to take these truths and really begin to apply them this year to see that commanded blessing operating in our lives in the name of Jesus. Amen? So tonight, I want to stay with what we've been talking about concerning 
healing and health. And everybody has a journey. Everybody has a journey. And you can't judge your journey with the next person's journey. You, you judge what's going on in your life by the Word of God. And that's why you believe in church and you believe in what's being preached and you believe in what's being ministered. And, and when you believe in that, then it's line upon line and precept upon precept. You get a little here and you get a little bit more. And as she said, in the waiting, and, and actually that was defined all weekend long, that waiting is not sitting around, you know, hoping something's going to happen. Waiting is learning to listen to God and apply what you already have, putting what you have to work. Amen? And, and, it's, and many times, had things manifested in different people's lives, they wouldn't have what it takes to maintain the manifestation. God doesn't want, God's not just about healing, He's about people living in divine health and wholeness. He's about that more than anything. A person can be healed. You can be prayed for, you can experience manifestation and and, and deliverance, but things can come back to you and, and attack your body, and you've got to have the faith to maintain that and to reject it and let it know it has no right to remain in your body. And so there's many things that, that we have to receive to get to a place. We, there's things we have to receive from the Word to get to a place where we're able to receive all that God has for us. And I think she beautifully said that in, in this testimony. And that's what we're talking about tonight. Um, It is God's will for every person on the planet to be healed. It's God's will. And, And it doesn't matter whether you can understand that or figure that out or not, but it is God's will based on His Word. It's God's will for you to be healed and well. It's His will. No question about the fact that it is His will that you are healed. It's His will. No question. Can you say amen? Um, The other day, um, I don't even know where I was, but... um, my daughter, Olivia, is Olivia in here? She's not here. Oh, she is. She's in the nursery. Um, she got a burn on her finger, one of those, you know, if you've ever touched like a burner, I don't know, I'm not even remember how she got it. And I just happened to be around her when, after it had happened. And, and I, was, I, I looked at it, man, it was so red on the top of it. And I asked her, I said, what's wrong? She said, oh, it's... I, I touch something or whatever, like, you know, in the oven, you can touch the rack in the oven or some kind of thing like that. I've had, when I was in the food business, I had many, many burns, hands, feet, legs, face. <laughs> I mean, had all of it, you know. And, uh, but, but she said that, and I said, let, let me lay my, I'm just going to lay my finger on it. Yes, she said Yes. So I laid my finger on it, or to the side of it. I didn't touch it. I just laid it on the side. 
And when, when I laid my hand on her, I received that she was receiving. I, I knew that. M- more and more as time goes on, when I'm praying for people, I know when they're receiving and when they're not. And I, I just knew it right then. She's receiving this. And the thing that came to me was, right then, was that Jesus took her pain. Anybody ever had a burn pain like that? Whew. Sometimes in the natural, that can last for two or three days, you know? And you put ice on it, and you wrap it, and you put cream on it, or you do whatever. And uh, a little while later, after I spoke over that, and I, I just, right then, I knew it. She said, she looked at me, she said, Dad, that's gone. No pain. And the next day, she said, no pain. Haven't felt it at all. Amen. God. And you know what? You think, I know people that think that something like that is too trivial that God doesn't have time for things like that. (laughs) You and I need to practice on things like that. You understand? We, We need to be putting our faith out for things like that going on no matter what it is, you need to be putting your faith out and, and declaring what the Word of God says concerning every situation that you face. I don't care if you put ointment on it or you put ice on it or whatever, or, or you have a headache and you take two aspirin for your headache. I don't care what you do, but before you do it, speak the Word. And the more you do it, it develops in you a revelation and an understanding that God's Word is true and it's God's Word for every single person to be healed when they have something coming against their bodies. He took your pain. He took your sickness. He took your disease. He healed you. I'm healed. How about you? We're healed. So, I just, as, as I was praying about this, I just, I, I kept thinking about um, the Roman centurion and the healing that manifested as a result of him. And I thought, you know, we, we, just, we just need to look at that tonight. <clears throat> Remember, it's God's will for everybody to be healed. Everybody. And you, you understand, saved or not, it's God's will for everybody to be healed. Saved or not saved. Anybody ever laid hands on somebody that is not born again? You ever lay hands on somebody not born again and they get well? It's God's will for everybody to be healed. Everybody. A person who is not born again can have faith to receive because you believed. All the different documented healings of the ministry of Jesus, there's 20 of them. There are many thousands of other people that got healed, but there's 20 cases where they talk about the person how they were healed, what they were healed from. There's 20 cases. There's repeated cases, so you could say there's more than that. But, but there's 20 cases of healing, documented healings in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the majority of them were healed because of their faith, and not a one of them were born again. Nobody. And the majority of them, he said in some way or another, your faith has made you whole. That says to me, that matters to God more than anything else. 
that we believe. Can you say amen? Amen. So I want to read Matthew's account. I'm going to read Matthew and, and Luke both. And I want to read Matthew's account of this first. And it's found in um, Matthew 8, starting with verse 5. Now, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled, and he said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And I say to you that many will come from east and west, And sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be cast out into outer darkness. There there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. And his servant was healed the same hour. In, In essence, as Michelle said earlier, he was healed instantaneously for the most part. Now, I'm going to read Luke's account, but I'm going to read it in in the New Living Translation. I want to read it in this different translation in Luke's account, and that's found in Luke 7 and just starting with verse 1. Let's read that, and then we'll come back and kind of break this down. When Jesus had finished saying all this to the people, this is in the New Living Translation, He returned to Capernaum. At that time, the highly valued slave of a Roman officer was sick and near death. When the officer heard about Jesus, he sent some respected Jewish elders to ask him to come and heal his slave. So they earnestly begged Jesus to help the man. If anyone deserves your help, he does, they said, For he loves the Jewish people and even built a synagogue for us. So Jesus went with them. But just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming to my home, for I'm not worthy of such an honor. I'm not even worthy to come and meet you. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come, and if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to the crowd that was following him, he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this, not in all of Israel. When the officer's friends returned to his house, They found the slave completely healed. Now, first thing I want to talk about is this is the same exact story, but you get Matthew's account and you get Dr. Luke's account. But it's the same exact story. 
And I've done research on this to make sure that it was the same story. And as far as I can go back and as far as I can see, it is the exact same story. So why in one of them does it appear that Jesus has met the centurion and in the other account that it appears he sent some people to bring him? And then he sent some people from his house to speak to him. So in essence, he never, Jesus never spoke to the centurion directly if you look at Luke's account. But in Matthew's account, it's the centurion that he's talking to. Well, one of the main moral themes of this story right here where healing is concerned has to do with divine authority. It has to do with direct divine authority, and it has to do with authoritative authority in the earth. The Bible says that Jesus gave us all authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and He said nothing would by any means hurt or harm us. In this story, if if I told Randy, if I gave Randy power of attorney on my behalf and I told him, um, go down to the bank and I'm signing my name, I'm giving you a letter to give to the bank and I'm telling them to give you all the money out of my bank account. And so Randy goes down there and he gives them a letter that says, that I signed, and they see it, and they match my signature with the signature on file there at the bank. And he gives them the letter, and so there's somebody around repeating and saying, no, you know, Pastor Burke came and took all the money out of his account. Well, somebody else says, well, that wasn't Pastor Burke. That little short guy? No. <laughs> that, that wasn't Pastor Burke. No, but I gave him authority to draw my money out. One person looked at all the evidence of the money be taken out with my signature on it, and they said, no, it was Pastor Bert that took it. No, I saw directly that it was Randy Wagner that in the name of Pastor Bert, he pulled his money out. See, there's a lot of people that think that these two stories right here show that the Bible contradicts itself. That it says one thing over here and something else over here. That's not what happened here. Same exact story, but the truth is, Jesus never really saw the centurion. But Matthew's account was that at the end of the day, It's not that big of a deal to tell all the details. We just know this is what Jesus said because, this is what the centurion said, because the centurion told his people to say it just like this. Look in the the Luke account here. It says, so the elders went and they said, please, they begged him to come. So he comes and then before they get to the house, before they get to his house, um, He says, um, says, but just before they arrived at the house, the officer sent some friends 
to say, Lord, don't trouble yourself by coming in my house, for I'm not worthy of such an honor. So this is the, this is the person sent from the centurion telling Jesus, you don't need to come to my house. All you need to do is speak the word. You know what that says to me today? Man, I get chills thinking about it. We don't need Jesus in the flesh. We have His Word, and all we need to do is speak the Word. Amen? All we need to do is speak the Word, and we're healed. Like I laid my finger next to that burn on my daughter's finger. And that doesn't mean she can't do that. But in that situation, that's the way it worked, and I declared I didn't need Jesus to come off the throne and come back to the earth to heal that situation with the finger. Just speak the word, and you'll be well. Notice the rest of that. I want to reread that, or read that, the, the, the rest of it. He said, Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I'm under authority, and I'm in authority. I only need to say, go, and they go, come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. And when Jesus heard this, he was amazed, turning to the crowd that was following him, and he said, I tell you, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. I'm telling you today, understanding authority has everything to do with strong and great faith. Everything. Understanding authority that you're under and that you're in is so vitally important to the development of your faith for things to change. And so much so that Jesus, in His statement here, He's amazed. He looks around to the people. He said, I haven't seen such great faith. Why? Because right before him is an example by a Roman, not a church guy. Hmm? He's, but it says he loved the Jews, and he built them a synagogue, but he didn't go to it. So see, this wasn't a Bible-toting, confessing believer, this is a guy that believed because he believed Jesus believed, and if Jesus could produce these kind of miracles that he had been hearing about, if he could produce those miracles, he's got to be under authority. If he's getting results, he's got to be under authority. And Jesus looked around to the people, and he was amazed that a Roman understood what he had been trying to get over to the people. How many times, even up to this point, had Jesus made the comment, it's going to profit you that I go away. They kept trying to hold on to him, right? No, you you can't go away. No, it's going to profit you that I go away because then I'm going to send you a helper, another helper, that's going to be with you and live in you and empower you to do what this centurion's doing. I mean, who would want to stop Jesus from coming in their house? 
Hmm? He's almost to the house. And the servant comes out and says, no, 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 you, you don't need to come in his house. All you need to do is speak the word. And Jesus is amazed. He's taken back. Because it wasn't a religious person. It wasn't a Jew that did this. It was a non-believer and somebody that actually was part of the group that were against the Jews, but not this guy. And he became convinced and believed that Jesus was who he said he was because of the results that he got. As believers, we have to produce results. That's why I loved Michelle's testimony so much that in the journey, there's waiting periods and times for certain kinds of manifestation. Not everything is instantaneous because of what has to be developed. And what is that? Faith. If faith isn't developed, then we won't maintain the things that God has done for us or that we've received. So we have to believe and then have this expectation of it producing. Two different things. So we have to develop a belief system and then with that belief system have an expectation that what God said He would do will happen no matter what. It will happen. It will happen. And I tell you, what Roxanne shared on Sunday night about the rest of God, the reason we don't stay with it until we see manifestation is because of the lack of rest and confidence and trust that God will do what He said He'll do. We get worked up emotionally trying to make something happen, and what happens is we step ahead of God or out of the plan of God, and we mess things up. That, that's what humanity does. People do. Individual people do that. They mess the plan of God up because they get ahead of Him instead of resting and trusting. He promised it. This is what I've been declaring. This is what I'm receiving. I'm de I've developed this belief system. I know it's true. And, and my gosh, the time, I mean, it, it's been, you know, two weeks and nothing's happened. So something else is, I, I got to do something else. I, I'm, there's something wrong. And, and what Michelle offered there, and I don't know if it totally relates to how she felt, but what happens is people start feeling guilty and shame because they haven't received manifestation. That's where you have to trust God and develop that belief and that knowing that what He promised, He will bring it to pass I, it, as long as I don't quit. Galatians 6, 9. Do not become weary in doing well. For if you faint not, if you quit, if you don't quit, you'll reap what, you, what you're believing for. But believing for this is the key. Go back to the Matthew passage here, and I just want to point out one other thing. <clears throat> In, in Matthew's account, he says, so, so, you know, if what I'm saying is the truth, then the, the verse 5 here is starting um, when he's almost to the, to the centurion's house. And he said, um, 
And Jesus said to the centurion, he said to him, or to his servant, like Luke's talked about, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word. Where would he get that about speaking a word? Why would speaking a word heal somebody? He had to have seen it. He had to have seen it or he had to have heard about it, right? Speaking a word, speaking and commanding and declaring and having the authority to command sickness to leave a person's body, that type of authority right there is what you and I have to believe in to have great faith that we're healed in Christ Jesus. You, you, you're, you're not, yeah, yeah, the power is there, you know, because the power is with God, but I have the authority to use that power, and I've got to believe that. And that's what happened here with the centurion. He said, speak, but only speak a word, and my servant will be healed. And at the end of that passage there, he said, as you believe, your servant will be made whole, and he was made whole that very hour. He was made well by the time they all got back to the house, the servants that he had sent, the elders that he had sent, by the time they got back to the house, his servant was healed. But he put his faith in the fact that all Jesus had to do was speak the Word. I want you to, I want to kind of end this just tonight by thinking about this. In everything that Jesus did, everything He did, He only did in His earthly ministry what He heard from His Father. Never did anything trying to make something happen. And so, when the centurion says, or his servant says, you speak the word and, 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 and the centurion's servant will be healed, you speak the word and he'll be healed. When Jesus heard that that was the centurion's heart, he knew that this guy believed And as far as Jesus knew, he had never heard any teaching. Jesus didn't know the guy. He had never seen him before. But this guy had heard somewhere because faith in Jesus doesn't come without hearing about him. And when you and I hear, and I'm just relating it and bringing it right back to you and I, I want to leave it with this. When you and I hear the word, when you hear a word like this tonight, I'm talking to you. You're healed because that's what Jesus did for you. Whether you know it or not, whether you expect it, whether you expect to receive healing in your life, you're the healed in Christ Jesus because of what He did, whether you're born again or not. I think most everybody in this room tonight is born again, but if you're not, In Christ Jesus, you're still healed. Whether we see the manifestation or not depends on whether we believe it or not. And to develop the expectation that it's ours 
that we can speak the Word and it'll work comes only from you and I having a journey in life developing the Word through hearing the Word, meditating the Word, confessing the Word, spending time in the Word, reading the Word, praying the Word. That's where it comes from. And over time, like Michelle talked about earlier, one night I laid my hands on her, spoke over her, the healing virtue of God flowing through her body, and it happened that night she received it. But you know what? You won't receive things like that if you're not on a journey developing that life of faith. That's what has to happen more than anything else is that we develop that life of faith. If we don't develop it day to day, then we're not maintaining, we won't maintain what God has already done for us. That's what I'm here to encourage you in tonight. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.